Hi, this is Giuseppe. Hi, this is Anthony. And you're listening to For the Love of Sophia. A philosophy podcast brought to you by the Public Philosophy Project. If you have any questions or suggestions, feel free to email us at publicphilproject at gmail.com. Enjoy the ride. Okay, guys, we're back. Take two, <laughs> we're back. So, so we just screwed up. Um, so welcome to the end of March. That's what we, yes, before I realized I made an error, we're at the end of March. Yes. You're at the end of March. This is the closest we're recording it. It is Thursday. It's Thursday, and we are just one week removed from when you're going to hear this. You'll be hearing this like five days later. Yeah. So. And uh, we are being a little bit... Uh, how can we say impulsive impulsive with the topic uh we're being like extremely busy this is like (sighs) crazy time right now we're just i don't know why i don't know why we do this to ourselves um yep yep i always try to do a little bit less like i'm always like next semester what's a little thing i could do Either by removing something or switching the time of something to make it better and it makes a little better but yeah I have to do more. Well, and again, the thing is, like, now we're doing the seminar, and then oh, we're doing yeah. the that was a mistake, and then we're doing uh, <sighs> yeah, it was uh, a mistake. Okay, uh, I think even though it gives the opportunity to two people that haven't spoke, this is true. Uh, like this is Jonathan and uh, and our colleague Elizabeth, they're gonna be. Oh, she's gonna do yeah. it. Yeah. Okay, so that's cool. It's gonna be nice. Uh, we're also hosting our. Philosophy symp- yearly philosophy symposium. Yep. Uh, next month, plus few other stuff. The seminar series. The seminar series. We still have our club. The hikes. The, we had the hikes. Hopefully. Uh, and. Oh God. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that will be alright. So yes, but today we're going to talk about something, which I think is interesting, mm-hmm. and I think it goes. Um, it goes with the times, kind of, right? There is some some of this. The, the topic I think is is a good topic for the times where we're living. Certainly relevant. I think relevant. many people will have thought about this, maybe uh, often, mm-hmm. maybe on a daily basis. <laughs> That's bad. <laughs> so we kind of we've indirectly done like adjacent stuff. We, yeah. So we did an ethics episode. We did an episode on politics and war, and then now we're doing this episode on the ethics of violence. We're going to try to, I'm assuming, analyze what counts as violence and if it is ethically, morally mm-hmm. uh, acceptable, we can say, or even auspicable. True. Question. I could be violence. wrong. Didn't yeah. you teach a class on violence? I no. I had a a, a piece of of my social and political philosophy dedicated mm-hmm. on it, and still is. Okay. There's towards the end of the semester we do we do something like that. Mm-hmm. We've tried to figure out if political violence in this case is justified or not. Gotcha. But then we touch upon the the general topic. Mm-hmm. So I think that it, especially nowadays. Uh, it is important to try to define what we mean by violence. 
Yeah. So as with any definition, yes. you run into the problem of A, making one that's too broad. Correct. And B, making one that's too narrow. And I, Coincidentally, my last like two classes we were talking about this because we were talking about a... Violence or the, the... Uh, justice, oh. but I always talk about definition first. Okay, before we like try to figure out what justice is. I'm like, okay, here's the criteria, and I explain like, you know, in order for a definition to be just right, it has to first of all account for all the items that fall within its domain. If it doesn't, something is wrong. So, like, if you have a definition and you have some of its essential properties, but not all of them then it's too broad. Mm -hmm. That's like defining a chair, I've been saying, as a piece of furniture. Like mm -hmm. It is, but it's more than that. Mm -hmm. um, it's like saying justice is equality. And you're like, what does that mean? It's mm -hmm. too broad. But then you can go the other way where you include all of its essence, but you include some of the accidental stuff. This is like defining a chair as a, a man-made object for the purpose that, of sitting that's green and metal. Like, mm -hmm. That's way too narrow because mm -hmm. you're excluding chairs that aren't green, aren't narrow, blah, blah, blah. So when we're talking about violence, we have to make sure we get it right. <laughs> because there's one issue with it being too narrow, mm -hmm. which means like nothing is violence or very little things are violence. And we have this alternate conception, which I'm thinking of something, I'm wondering if you are too, where it's like everything is violence. Of course. And neither of those things are, are right. help our cause or right. understanding what this thing is, and which is what we're trying to do in understanding if this thing is something that we should do or not, that we should engage in or not. Because mm -hmm. if everything is violence, there's no way to avoid it. Yep. If nothing is violence, I can do whatever. Yep. And I'm not being violent, <laughs> so... I think that we can narrow it down. So I guess the first question is, does violence, is it, is it to be something to do with your body? Is it physical? Mm. Can we call it, is violence only something that has to do with, uh, with the material aspect of, uh, so I guess what we're starting from is like the recipient, right? Yes. In order for something to be violent, which part of the recipient needs to be affected? Is it just the mm. body or could it be the mind as well? So if you're asking me... That's what I'm asking. And the <laughs> traditional view yeah. uh, has to be the body. Has to be. Has right. to be the body. If you're bringing the mind into it, uh -huh. maybe you're talking about violent tendencies or mm. something like that. Or violence as a metaphor. But if we're talking about actual concrete violence, mm. it is some kind of transgression mm, I don't want to say that mm -hmm. because what about voluntary things it is some kind of extreme act against the body let's let's say that mm. so there's no psychological violence you're saying according to this traditional view I think that in order to, to call it psychological violence Maybe someone would say that's an admission of a second type of violence, but to me, when you add the qualifier, it, it shows that it's like a metaphorical, non-actual violence. Metaphorical. Yes. So, so there's no. And I'm wondering if, and this is slightly off topic already, but mm -hmm. I think you would agree that torture is a form of violence. Yes, and the question is, what? What about psychological torture? Mm. Is that also metaphorical? Hmm. 
It might we would be. Ha- I, okay, we'd have to figure out if we'd have to conceive of a form of torture that is psychological but not at all bodily. So they can't have you tied up. Mm-hmm. They can't prevent your movement. It has to be something where they're just accessing your mind. So what, like weird mind control machine? <laughs> I guess. That's imposing thoughts into mm-hmm. you? Like is that a form of violence? I guess. Um, that's, I guess, the question, right? Hmm. Is, it, is it like, I don't know, some people say gaslighting is violence, right? Gaslighting is violence. It's certainly bad. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Probably, yeah. right? It seems aggressive, mm-hmm. which is another word I think we'll talk about at some point. But is it violent? What does the word violent mean in itself, right? Yeah. I don't know. I, you got any ed- etymology here? Because I don't uh, have it on this one. No, no. I don't think, uh, think I have any, Andy. Well, okay. Let's start even smaller. Let's forget I said something about the body. I may wind up there, but for the sake of being open and precise, let's erase that part. It has something to do with extreme, yes? Something to do with pain. Yes? I was thinking about hurting. Hurt, okay. I think that that is definitely involved. Can be? Can there be violence without some form of... I think it's to do with violating something. Violate, mm, okay. Maybe it's the same, okay. the same root there. Yeah. Violating either space, your body, your... Your whatever. Okay. So I'm trying to think of what root. I don't think it's common with life, but I'm just, you know, my mind's going right now. No. I, 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 again, I, so, I okay, what, is, what does it mean to violate then? To do something against somebody's will, I guess. So that is transgressive then? That is. That is no, okay. Definitely. Definitely. The thing is, though, not all violations are violent. And not all violence, I would say, is violations. Mm, I don't know. Well, because you're thinking of voluntary stuff like uh, right. like masochism and, mm-hmm. and you know. Self-harm. Self-harm. Mm-hmm. But isn't that a violation? I don't know. This is tricky already. <laughs> what did you say today in the classroom? You were like, oh, this one will be easy. Yeah. Yeah. But aren't you violating the integrity of your body if you're chopping off your arm? Yes, so perhaps it is uh, violating in one, at least one aspect, but maybe not all aspects. Mm. I got an idea. Go ahead. How about <laughs> we pause on the figuring out the necessary and sufficient conditions and start with good old, what do people think? <laughs> okay, that's a good idea. First thing I think of, violent cartoons. Okay. I think of like Itchy and Scratchy from The Simpsons. <laughs> yes. I think of all the stuff, you know, you'd watch when you were younger and people would be like, oh, you can't watch this. This is too violent. Yeah. Yeah. I think of that or, or people fighting, right? Yes. That's actual the, physical fights. Uh, actual physical fights are the things that come to mind as well. Mm. Um, so it seems to be the, the at least the, the, the surface aspect of it seems mm. to be um, directing us towards like something visibly physical because you know with each and scratchy they, they chop each other off right yeah. it's like all sorts of uh of stuff as like gory things mm-hmm. are they violent too like gore is innately violent because i would say so anything that kind of violates somebody's body mm. we would call it violent a violation of the body even though there may not be a violation mentally exactly. or something like that exactly. so that allows for the voluntary stuff is it 
So is a self-arm violent in this case? Yes, it is, right? I would say so. I would say so. Okay. Yeah, I mean, if you chop off your hand and you were like, am I a violent person? The person would be like, uh, yeah. They wouldn't say no. <laughs> and of course, also actions towards non-human animals can be considered violent. Oh, yeah. Like killing cats? Killing cats. Well, or, that's, that's, that's the first sign. Or caterpillars. Of a crazy person. You, mean, you always say caterpillars, but <laughs> you mean centipedes. Yes, centipedes. Although... If I did have a problem with caterpillars, I'd probably mm, they turn into butterflies. I don't know. Uh-huh. Centipedes just remain awful. What about centipedes? Is that violence? Uh-huh. Getting rid of oh, centipedes. It's violence. It's violence. Okay. Yeah, it's justified. I mean, it's an ugly side of me to chop <laughs> off its antennas. But so it's okay. Violation, I think, is somehow related to the thing I was saying about extreme. Okay. So what I mean by extreme is is it's not stasis like it's not moderate okay it's not normal in the sense that like something is happening that is almost like intrinsically i don't want to use the word wrong but different uh abnormal it's not it's following is not following the natural part of things somebody's arm wouldn't fall off by on a itself. micro level yes because on a on a larger scale like violence between animals is extremely normal but i mean relative to the object being mm-hmm. violated it's some kind of un, undoing or something well, like but that normal it's one thing but even that so when two lions fight right mm-hmm. they're fighting for territory right mm-hmm. that thing is not how can we say and they, they, the the act, right? Their muscles or the 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 the, the way they go at it and uh, the wounds that they get mm-hmm. will not happen in nature without that encounter, right? That's what I mean by not naturally. That's yes, I think that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah, as so well. That's that's what I was trying to say. Okay, so that we agree on. Do you think I just thought of a similar word? Yeah, destructive. Yeah. Okay, Definitely. I think that's a good one. Yeah, yeah, that takes like the changes again, the the mm-hmm. the, the the fabric of things the way they they wear out second before. Cool, that sounds good. Um, and I know you were thinking about this before about words. Can they do that to you? It's <laughs> coming out the gate with these questions. Um, <laughs> can words? Because we gotta get rid of this, all these things first, and okay, then we'll, okay, we'll move on. Okay. Can words? Do words violate your body? No, no. That's easy, right? Can words violate your mind? Can they hurt? Well, first of all, can you be violated on a mental level? I do believe that, actually. That's possible. That's betrayal, mm-hmm. right? That's, that's – we, we had intimacy. We had a thing, and you just – broke the contract you know i i'm vi- there's something filthy about this thing that happened but also there is the aspect of like the brainwashing right and the the, yes. the, 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 the changing you yes from the inside without you knowing it, yeah it's right? not what i signed up for so to speak it's manipulation all those things are forms of violation of the mind right? okay so you could be violated mentally mm-hmm. the question now is can there be mental violence and would words be a form of that if that thing did exist? I think that that is the only kind of mental violence that can be. So it's got to be through language. Otherwise, how do you? You so you think 
bodily actions can't result in mental violations. What so about I, like cheating on someone? But I think that those things are like kind of consequences of the bodily mm-hmm. harm rather than being, you know, it's like, you know, if I beat you up with a red, uh, I don't know, baseball bat every time, and then every time you see red, you kind of start crying. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's a consequence of the bodily arm that eventually affected your, your psyche, right? Okay. What instead, what I'm thinking of, is it possible to just be violated only mentally and maybe the opposite happens then from mentally it becomes physical? Because that's... And if that's possible... I think that the only way in which you can access mm. somebody's mind, it is through words. This is because you're the, one of those yeah. one of those people. One of those people, yes. That's like language is reality. Um, I think for the most part, I agree. I'll, I'll, I'll say yes, words can violate the mind. So like you break a promise. Yeah. Even just verbally. Yeah. Right. The follow-up question, though, is, is a violation or all violations, can there be this mental violence? Mm-hmm. Through words, in this case. Through words. And I I resist, and I've resisted this idea for quite some time, right? I don't think, you know, it's hard to say better. I'm worried that if we say that they are, the words are violence, then we get to a definition that it's too large. 100% agree. And then we get to the point where everything is violence. And it also results in now I can retaliate violently against you because your words have violently affected me. Yes. And sometimes, you know, the violence can be proportionate. Somebody gets back at you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think that maybe there can be some extreme cases in which some words might be conveyed violently. Rhetorically? Yes. Oh, where's Claire? So like <laughs> yeah. the way you... Let's call home. <laughs> the way... Was it phone, phone a wife? So what do you mean? Like the way you say it and exactly. the way you embody... Exactly, exactly. Okay. And I think that that is, that is possible because... Mm, like a threat. Yes. So that is possible. But the words in themselves are violent. That's the issue. Because it's like mm. saying that hands are violent because they can be used sometimes to punch somebody. Right, right. And I think that that's the issue that I have with it. It's not so much that some things might hurt me or they might be conveyed to me violently because that happens, right? Somebody yelling in your face. Mm. It's the physical threat, but it's also like literally those words, the way they're they're... they're there. This is an interesting case because my initial reaction was, oh, yeah, I get it. Like, mm-hmm. I'm on board with that. But then my secondary thing is like, hmm, wouldn't by definition there have to be a difference between violence and threats of violence? Because threats of violence mean is not yet violence. But if we're talking about psychologically, right, those are the things that can really scare you or violate you into not doing certain things that you want to do and stuff like that, right? That's what I'm thinking. Mm. And again, I'm not saying, I'm with you. I think that we need to be very careful to say that words are violent. Things that we say are 
violent just because they are. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, if there is a specific word, I'm sure there's a million of them. A million of them. I can't even right now. No, none of them are in my head. Like the, that specific word. Some people say, "Oh, that word in itself is violent." So if mm-hmm. you say "cup," you should never say "cup" because that's violent. That doesn't work. Right. So the way you're saving yourself from this is to say that the context and the manner of presentation is what determines the It's violence. more the rhetorical aspect. Rhetoric. It's mm-hmm. a weapon, right? Okay. That's, in a sense, uh, Claire. Violent woman by definition at this point. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. No, but saying, you know, if you, the use of rhetoric, it's, I think, I don't remember if it was like Cicero or somebody in Rome that literally compared this to the same thing as mm. using a sword, right? It's, it is. I mean... Uh, well, what's that, that phrase, like, the pen is mightier than yeah. the sword or whatever? So that's... I think that there's something to say about that, right? It's possible for the for the way, for the delivery or the, the arguments to be <sighs> aimed. This I, is tough. I don't know you don't want to say that that's the case. No, but. I think you're making a careful case for this, right? Because yeah. you're saying it's contingent. Yeah. Um... So I, we're both definitely against the idea that l- words or language in abstraction can be violent. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Your position is that it can be depending on the, the, use. the use and the mm-hmm. context. Um, I don't know if I'm going to go on that one mm-hmm. yet uh, because I think there may be some definitional issues that I have to think about and also – I. I think there are some like weird consequences that are that arise from no, that. And I was about to say, we gotta be careful though, because then all of a sudden it's not that we can say, Oh, but the way you said it right. was violent. Well, we need to establish criteria for these things to happen that of way, course. right? Yeah, yeah. I'm and, thinking of and arenas where this is happening, right? In culture. Yeah. We have two different sayings. The one is um Sticks and stones may break my bones. Yes. I screwed it up already. (laughs) But I'm just so tired. But words will never hurt me. Yeah. Right? Um, And then you have this saying, which (laughs) I don't know if it's a saying, but it's in like an old South Park episode where they use it in a very funny way. But they say like words are like bullets. Okay. Right? So you have these two Mm -hmm. competing views of things. Yes. I think... To be careful and clear to those listening, if you take the position that words uh-huh. are not intrinsically violent, this is or at all violent, this does not mean that you think they cannot be harmful or hurtful. Yeah, of course. It does not mean that you take it lightly. Yep. It just means you're trying to be very clear with respect to categories. Yes. Um so that's kind of a little, so little preface. So that is, the, and I agree with you because, and you know, good distinction there. I mean, to be clear, words can be offensive, mm-hmm. can be, uh, they can hurt me in a sense. I can the feel air quotes you just yeah, did, right? Yeah, they they can they 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 really they make me feel bad, right? Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that they are violent the same way. Hmm. Or all the time, at least. You know, I feel like it's hard to talk about this. I'm I'm learning as we're talking that it's hard to discuss this because so much of the the language we use and you're like this, the way we think as influenced by the language is already shaped by 
physical meta physical and spatial metaphors mm-hmm. right and this is like that that one book i always want to read but i never do metaphors we live by <laughs> the lakoff and johnson one that claire talks about sometimes um offensive yeah right quote words are offensive when you talk about the offense you're talking about like battle yeah right yeah, there's exactly. offense and defense yeah and offense is like the one that's taking the initiative yeah it's the first strike and the defense is like i'm having to protect myself against this thing so when so much of our language is already wrapped up in the metaphors it's like i don't know it's difficult to get out there yeah i think the the most neutral one you said that was makes me feel bad yeah 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 i like that one yeah i think that's probably the yeah we can go with that so those words can do that but i don't think that i don't feel like i'm not gonna say or feel for a reason meaning i don't know for a fact right but I, I have the feeling that we cannot completely exclude the rhetorical aspect no, from of course violence. Not. There's there's a reason why things are metaphorized the mm-hmm. way they are. Yeah, yeah. And another question that I have, because I'm thinking now. So we've been talking about the receiving end of this, uh, but what about the the giving end of this? Mm. Is it? You said before, like, of course, humans can be violent. Animals can be violent. Can things like music be violent? And what does that mean? Is there violent music? I think that some people would say yes. Okay. And what I'm thinking is like the parents in the 50s. like The heavy metal stuff. That conflavid rock rock and roll. And then in the 80s, it was metal. Yeah. And then now it's like really heavy stuff. Um, yeah, I don't even know what would be violent right now, but I mean, there's like metal that's like so something like like typo negative kind of stuff. You're I'm thinking like the like mid two thousands, the thing that was called mid two thousands hardcore. Okay, gotcha. So it's just like very percussive and a metaphor aggressive sounding and very like peaks and valleys and uh-huh. beat drops and like makes you move your bodies and yeah. like you go into a pit right yeah, the whole yeah, yeah. The pit point stuff, of a yeah. mosh pit is like to just uh, like to get stuff yeah. out which is almost like a, like an intrinsically violent yeah. act it's like cathartic almost yes so i think when music is is something like ugly and powerful and aggressive which these may already be metaphors that's music that you might call violent but is it really violent but is it really i mean i mean original punk music and hardcore punk but, kind of violent okay but is it the music that is violent or is the action mm. that he elicits that are violent yeah i mean the music itself can't be violent because there's sounds because it sounds it's just like it's almost like synesthetic, like I, like it's associated so mm-hmm. closely. Like I'll be like, oh, this this uh, this coffee tastes sharp. It's not literally sharp, but it's something reminiscent of sharp uh, mm-hmm. in a different mode. So I think you could say it is figuratively violent at best, but not so literally violent. That's right. So we have to really distinguish yeah. between the two, and then also be like, how are they linked? Yes, and. Before we do that, one more question. We said before that there are violent movies. 
Oh, violent cartoons. Yeah. What does that mean? Really? They depict violence. Exactly. Which yes. is so they are not violent themselves. Mm. Good but distinction. They depict violence. Yeah, which music can also do. Correct. Yeah. Stories can do. Books could be violent books. That's exactly right. They can represent violence. Which is different. The representation of violence. And maybe that's the thing with words. Words are the same way. Mm. They can represent violence. Ah. Rather than being violence. And rhetoric can represent those words as mm. violent while they're not really violent themselves. So at best they indicate symbolically violence, but they're not themselves violent. Yes, because I'm thinking that if we say... And I'm, I was never. I never thought this. And I'm curious to know if you do. I don't think that violent video games or violent movies will make people commit violent acts. Right. I, that's that's too strong of a correlative claim. I would say. Yeah. So I never thought that. But if there is a correlation there, I think that's the kind of correlation that there is between the words that I'm saying using rhetoric. And the quote-unquote damage, the violence that they do to somebody's mind is the same thing, right? We can claim that this is going together because I'm using this rhetoric this way and this portrays those words in a violent way Mm -hmm. and this affects you for whatever, right? And the same way is with music and movies and stories and stuff like that. It's the representation of certain acts that then affects you in a way or another make give you the the feeling of violence yeah i mean it it is true that representations can result in presentations exactly and what i mean by that is depictions and non-literal violent things can have physical effects yes whether you're talking about things you could trace in the brain Mm -hmm. or you know ways that people's behavior mm-hmm. has been conditioned by certain things. So the lines do admittedly become somewhat blurry because yes there is some uh at least um what's what's the word prima facie uh-huh. uh duality mm-hmm. even if it's not a real ontological one. Yeah. There is something you see yeah. and they touch each other. Yeah. Right, the things you do affect the think, and the things you think affect the do. And I feel like the whole trouble we're having is based in that duality, yeah. whether real or not. Right? It's like, yeah. is the ones that happen in the mind like real in the same way that the ones in the physical are real? Definitely, might feel real. Right. I mean, it's like the whole thing about if you are a schizophrenic person, plus you're hallucinating, and you just hear voices and see bugs on your skin. It's like, in a sense, you're you're really seeing bugs on your skin, although objectively, from the perspective of outside of your mind, you actually aren't. You aren't, yeah. So maybe... This is very interesting. Every time we say it, something is easy. It's like the kiss of death. Yeah, that's it. We have to start saying... Uh, that's going to be very gonna be hard. It's like, with, it's like you can't say good luck. You say break a leg. <laughs> it's like that. Uh, but, you know, um, yeah, it's, it's difficult. It's difficult and it's interesting because... And, of course, it all comes to this causation stuff that happened yes. within, what was that? within the brain. 
Just making sure not to Whenever I hear like things that sound like cops, yeah, I'm the same. I way. get nervous. Yeah, because you never hallway. know. But we're we're safe here. Yeah. Um. So it's like there's the old problem of can rhetoric, and I wish Claire was here. Mm-hmm. Can rhetoric like trigger another word, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, something in my brain that is neurologically similar to what happens to me when somebody beats me up because that would be a way of looking at this right yeah as much as i don't want to go this route but that might be one of the things in a literal way it has to kind of be like that because if you're hardwired evolutionarily um to react to threats in a certain way and to make sure that it's like i'm safe and i produce offspring then the rhetorical reality has to be part of that, right? Because it's like someone comes up to you, like the bully, right? And they just start saying things to you and posturing. Yeah. It's like, mm. yeah, yeah. And it's probably not even just the posturing because you get texts, yeah, right? And they make you nervous. And There's they can. Cyber violence. Something like that, right? Again, the whole metaphorical issue. But they obviously, mental things representations can have physical effects obviously Sorry. it's just like where do you draw the line when it comes to um concept defining and then where do you draw the line with um with regard to like normativity yeah. so when you were saying the thing before about video games and mm-hmm. music mm-hmm. and 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 movies it's definitely true that you can be and i say can be because it's not necessary uh, desensitized to stuff because they're presented to you so many times that you just don't feel they don't feel right right um and yeah i i got it i understand it's uh but at the same time it's like you know as you said where do we draw the line there right yeah like if you so uh I was, like, really big on crazy horror movies. I mean, you know, I still love yeah. horror. But I was really big on, like, weird movies that okay. people would be like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> um, and then, like... Do you want to give some titles out? Or... No? That's fine. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. <laughs> One-on-one, come see me. But um, We're talking, like, something worse than Hellraiser and stuff like that. Yeah, because that's all still, like, oh, it's, like, yeah. fiction and fantasy and stuff. Like snuff movies you're talking about? No, 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 no. <laughs> no, no. Don't do so, no. <laughs> but stuff that is, like, extreme. I Let's just say extreme horror, right? And extreme psychological I'll, stuff. I won't bug you anymore. And there was, like, no, this is not what I said. Um, but we used to watch a lot of crazy stuff. And then like when we got older, um, Claire was like, you know, I, I think this is not good. (laughs) Like she said this and she's like, you know, like, I do think this affects people. And, um, as with everything else, there's a little bit that depends on the person, but as a general principle, of course, if you grow up just only watching people being stabbed and tortured, like there's going to be an element of like it it triggers it doesn't trigger the things that it would trigger had well, you not seen that especially if somebody doesn't explain to you that that is not what you that, should be doing yeah, yeah, right? exactly exactly that is that's the and a more micro example would be like the fact that um we see so much urge quote unquote urgently framed news mm-hmm. 
24 hours a day, every day, that when you see something crazy, it's like you're kind of apathetic. Like, what? Like, because you're just everything's the next most important thing. So you do become desensitized. So if that's true in general, of course it has to be true with violence and desensitization. I was going to say is a form of change yeah. and destruction yeah. of the mind. Yeah. And that's yeah, how yeah. I was going to be like, okay, maybe you can draw a connection between that and something like violence. But at the very least, at the very least, I think we're going to have to say it's two different modes of violence well, that's or possible. attributes. That is fine. That is fine to say. I think that as long as we don't cut those, those things that we're just talking about, cut them out of violence in principle, mm-hmm. we're fine. We can even say that, well, listen, we want to talk about this. We're going to talk about some the other mode, right? Yeah. The physical mode. That's fine. And that saves you from a lot of normative issues because someone yep. will be like, well, you just said it's violence. So if someone says this to me, then I can't. It's like, no, 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 no. Exactly. I said it was violence A. Not exactly. violence B. Exactly. The problem, though, if I'm being the devil's advocate, is like, okay, but but if they're modes of the same thing, there has to be some commonality. And, and there are. Like, there's the harmful effects on the individual, I guess. Mm. That's the commonality. Okay. Uh, which doesn't mean that everything that's harmful to an individual is violent, right? Right. But that means that simply that is the the, the characteristic that they share. Maybe with something else that we haven't explored yet. I mean, okay, there must be definite things that we could say easy, like this is definitely violence. Uh, physical stuff, like punching somebody. Punching someone in the face when they didn't, well, even if they requested it, still violent. Still violent, yes. Still violent. Um, shooting somebody. Shooting someone, killing someone. Even if they requested it. Even if they requested <laughs> it. Stabbing someone. Yeah, chopping people off. Chopping, the, all this stuff. Only... Living or even non-living stuff? This is a good question. And I'm reminded of our wonderful corpse violation, quote-unquote, that we discussed in previous episodes. Was it just me and you or Sal was with us? I'm talking about the... Yeah. That thing. Yes. Where the woman did a thing to a corpse. Yes, yes, Um, yes, yes. Oh, we didn't discuss this on the air, did we? Yeah, we did. We did? Oh, God. We definitely (laughs) did. And we discussed it in club, too. Um, And we were like, yeah, there's some kind of violation. But I think you were more on the side of it was a violation because it showed something about you. Yeah. And then I presented as another possibility you were violating some spirit, perhaps, of the corpse or something with the family. Yeah. But can you be violent against a corpse? I mean, if I'm being practical... If I saw someone chopping up a dead body and you said, that person is not violent, right? I'd be like, no, they're definitely violent. But I'm thinking also, if I start breaking stuff, am I violent? Oh, like like kids who have like even objects, issues, like right? I'm just throwing glasses. Exactly. And, and break this, this pick a, you know, hmm. an axe and chop this, this yeah. table off. Is that violent? It's definitely violent tendencies. Mm. And I'm wondering if we would say that person is... The violent tendencies are because we're like, wow, that's the kind of person that we could imagine doing that to Mm non-objects. I mean, there's certainly something you are. I've been toying around with the word aggression, Mm -hmm. but aggression is one of those words that has multiple meanings because the way I, I feel like it relates to the conversation in my mind is aggression to me was always a first strike. Mm-hmm. It was like you were the in, the initiator of the violence. 
which is why the non-aggression principle, mm -hmm. the idea that you shouldn't commit an act of aggression against someone, is not the non-violence principle. True. Because self-defense might be violent, and that's permitted. True. True. But we do use aggressive to mean not first-strike violence. We, um, we mean like, oh my God, this person's like screaming and they're crazy. I'm wondering if this is actually an indication of the fact that violence is not cannot be defined as something some sort of a a thing let's say you know it's not the harm and this is maybe why we're having these issues before and finding out the fish but it's kind of just an action we should call it a violency kind of mm. there's the, violent actions i'm wondering if it's the doing of thing right and this will apply with words too and with start with the things that we say and the way we say them, like is the is the physical movement of seeing somebody using a an axe in a specific way towards anything that makes that action violent versus the, the specific thing in itself is mm. like is not. It's not using an axe that's violent, but it's using an axe in a specific way. I get what you mean. That makes that action violent. Like it's not chopping the onion. It's exactly. like I take the machete and I'm like... Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Okay. Maybe it's something to do with with speed and with force and with the facial expression and with the intention that seems to transpire from all these characteristics. This is, I think, a, probably a good turn. We haven't talked about the the associated qualities in the deliverance of the violent yeah. act. So speed. Yeah. Very interesting. Force. Yeah. Very interesting. Uh loudness could be yeah. in there, although it doesn't have to be. What else might we say? You like said expression. The, the facial expression, the 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 grin that comes to I don't know. Because this I I like this, but at the same time I'm like if I'm cutting myself and uh -huh. slicing myself and I'm just monotone. Well, but that's also, right? There's still violence. Yeah, but I'm saying even that, right? That's super calm. Like, <laughs> like how can we say, uh, almost uh, stoic way mm -hmm. that some violent people have of doing things, you know? That's also... It doesn't have to be necessarily just speed and force, but could be extreme calm while doing something that it's also <laughs> so you're skeptical of really calm people i am i also think that like you know, sometimes somebody never gets mad it's bad so mm. it's something that's brewing so like but you know what i'm saying though i think there are certain character there's certain mm. ways in which people do things yeah that makes the act violent so so it's a way again though yeah because think of think of this right if i tell you oh do you think that the person that cuts open another person is violent what would you say it would say, oh, are they talking about a, a murderer or a surgeon? Exactly, right? right? right. So depending on what you're doing and, you know, mm. and the way you're doing it. And the murderer can also be very deliberate, like the surgeon, like looking at the, at the victim mm -hmm. and go like, hmm. <laughs> like without doing, you can be terrible as well, right? Uh -huh. But I'm saying there is something in the way that thing is done, in the delivery of that action that makes one action violent and one action probably not violent. Unless surgery is violent, I don't know. This it, is, I, you're probably onto something. Because if surgery is violent, then we're in trouble because everything is violence. Sex is violence. All everything yeah. is violence, right? Isn't that the the Jane's Addiction song? Yeah, Sex is violence. Yeah. Um, so, but then, but then you could violently do anything. 
I could violently hand out my papers to my class. I can violently put a grade and on a paper. And isn't that true, though? But if we're doing that, aren't we doing the thing we wanted to avoid in the beginning and just saying, like, we're substituting, like, violence for force and extremity in general or, or something like that? I can, I, can, I can drink my water violently, you know? <laughs> In theory, probably yes. I don't know. Uh, I feel that though these things cannot be excluded from it, that we need to keep these things in consideration. I feel like Wittgenstein a little bit right now. Uh-huh. So you know how like the later Wittgenstein was like, basically there are no essences. It's just like a, a series of things that... It's language games, right? It's, it's like they, they often occur, but yeah. there's no one set of things that yeah. always occur. Yeah, And I've never had this experience with any other concept i'm like super platonic uh (laughs) with other definitions but this one is is proving to be very difficult yeah and and again and we haven't even started yet the ethics uh, part the ethics part and um and i think that which is trouble for us because we're gonna be like wait what do we mean exactly exactly i i am but I think it's interesting the fact that we cannot pinpoint exactly some characteristics. Not only well, maybe we pinpoint the characteristics, but we're not loosely. Yeah, we're not boiling it down to something specific because at this point we don't even know if the last thing that I said is true. We don't even know if mm. it is a thing or it is just a, some performance. Yeah, we're working very loosely, inductively, associatively, rather than definitively and. Which is a problem. Um, And I wonder how this will translate into the ethical stuff. I think my prediction before we end here is it's going to mean that some things will have very clear ethical answers for. Mm -hmm. And then some things we are either not going to have clear ethical answers for or will have clear ethical answers for but with less solid justification. Yeah, and I I have a proposal for the next all right uh, part of this episode. Okay, which is probably we should, for the purposes of our ethical discussions, we sh- need to forget the metaphysical aspect of it. We just need to try to start. We cannot we start with the obvious. Yes, we cannot yeah. because otherwise we're not going anywhere. Yeah, I think we will probably we might segue yeah. into that stuff, yes, but yes. we have to start with like. The obvious things yes. we said. <laughs> Otherwise, we are in trouble because we're now going to move from this. Yep. All right. I guess see you later. See ya. <laughs>